Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of What the Food Bank. Uh, we have some historic events coming up here in Tampa Bay, and we wanted to talk about it, even though this isn't our usual day to release. You get a little bit extra. Yeah. So I'm here with our usual crew with Shannon and Matt. Hey, but we hey. also have our coworker Ashley, who is the Director of Strategic Engagement. Hello. Thank Hi, you Ashley. for having me. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to What the Food Bank. Right? It's a historic week. That's right. Mm-hmm. Such a big week. It is. So describe stri- strategic engagement. Yeah. Wait, hold on. We didn't even tell people why it was a historic oh, week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's just February just, again. Just everything is historic. It's right? Tampa. You know <laughs> why it's a historic, historic week. week because I'm joining the podcast. Exactly. 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 Mark That's your calendars. Right. <laughs> because Ashley's here. You're welcome, Tampa Bay. <laughs> there was a bow in there. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I, see it. I yeah. believe it's my playoff beard carrying over from hockey season. Oh. oh just keep it that going. That was the luck. Yep. That's... So it was the that. Rays. The Rays made the World Series. Mm-hmm. The uh, Lightning. I didn't shave. The Lightning won the Stanley Cup. I didn't <gasps> shave. And now our Bucks are in the Super Bowl. Is it possible yes. to make a statue of just a beard? Right. <laughs> I, just, I, I think we should try. Right. I think it's worth trying. You know, and it'll be outside it. the food bank for all to the see. Rowdies, yeah. The Rowdies won their division. Oh, didn't, my God. Didn't yes. get to play for the title. I didn't know that. You know, I haven't checked on the Tampa Bay Storm. Oh. Know They're that. probably They're doing still good, thing, given, but. you know. What about, is, did you say the ultimate Frisbee team that we have here? Oh, yeah. The Do cannons. they have a name? Those guys the are cannons. awesome. The, the Cannons. Yes, the Cannons. They come and volunteer at our stuff, so I'm sure oh. they're doing fantastic. Yeah. The Big Cannons. Yep. Yes. That's such a good Frisbee name. Peter. <laughs> Was out there every single Saturday morning yes. helping us out. Yeah, you know? shout out Peter. <laughs> yeah, they're heroes Aww. for sure. So anyway, that's why it's yeah. a historic week. <laughs> exactly. My, my U fourteen soccer team's doing very well. <laughs> I'm perfect. Have they shaven? Oh. The fourteen year olds are they all unshaven as well? I actually had to help my son shave, which is like terrifying. <gasps> that's ridiculous. the historic part Nuh-uh. of this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They, they jokingly called him Bear at school. Oh, that's <gasps> awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope Wait, that sticks. <laughs> Yeah, which one? Yeah, MJ. which son? Oh, I was like, oh my yeah, gosh. My oldest. That's a milestone. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I'm not that old. <laughs> the beginning razor. <laughs> right. No, a beginning razor doesn't work. I have to use like a full on beard hedge trimmer. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're a bear. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're way off track. Right, right. Podcast. Classic. Ashley did a good job of deflecting that intro about herself. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's my strength. That's actually what director of strategic engagement really entails. Very strategic. Talking more about you all than <laughs> She likes to be behind the scenes. Exactly right. <laughs> so what brought you here, friend? To Feeding Tampa Bay. Um, it was our strategic plan. I actually started working at Feeding Tampa Bay as a consultant and had the opportunity to work with our volunteer team specifically and um, it was right around the time that Feeding Tampa Bay was rolling out the new uh, End Hunger by 2025 strategic plan. And I craved a plan like that. I used to work at the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce and I had a firsthand experience through the Leadership Tampa program to see um, the multitude of different avenues I think that Tampa has to offer and how they intersect, but not necessarily a clear strategy on how um, the nonprofit sector is working together. And I think that's what our plan is all about. And I needed to be a part of it. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, we're glad you're here and you chose to stay. Thank so, you. what do you do now on a day to day basis? Uh, right now, I have the opportunity to work with our community partners, um, which is why I'm here today, I think. But um, <laughs> we have such a great um, community base, and I have the opportunity to help connect them and their goals to our mission and to uh, create long-term partnerships to create more sustainability for our organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really fancy way of saying yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's a really high end of I'm saying. Right? You can I, tell she's public facing. Right. Like. <laughs> about our community and betterness. We're better together. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and by together, we mean you give us money. Yeah. <laughs> we and we're so money. grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. We're so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. We're all about partnerships here and development. You guys kill it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Another yes. historic you year know, for that. Mm-hmm. That is true. It's, it's interesting to me about uh, the role development plays within an organization because I think if you don't know a lot about the nonprofit world, it's hard to understand how critical development is to the success of an organization. Yeah. Right. You know, obviously, if you have more money, you can do more of whatever your mission is. But I didn't realize just how true that was until I was at an event at Feeding America and they pulled up this graph and they had done a survey across all 200 food banks and plotted them based on the development team and their success in fundraising. And there is almost a direct linear relationship without, with very, very little deviation between the strength of your development team and the amount of money you can raise. Mm. And then how that translates, because if you looked at the top right corner of that graph, it was all the food banks we admire. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All the best food banks were really investing in their development team. And their development team was allowing the organization to really live its mission. And so, um, you know, and, and maybe it's just my background coming from the uh, operations and program side of nonprofit world and uh, not really being on the development side, but it, it just helped me deepen my appreciation for the work that y'all do. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's what um, our organization has really prioritized is the development of our development team. And um, obviously COVID has helped us reach a new audience and hunger awareness in general. And um, having the right team in place to continue that conversation with our community is essential. Well, and in a lot of ways, the timing is perfect, right? Because we were already investing Mm -hmm. in learning how to do a great job of telling our story right with shannon and ev and the rest of their team um and then converting that you know i think a lot about um john collins the business writer and the work he did around flywheels and what makes a business successful do you understand what it is that makes you successful there's even what he calls an epigraph but a smaller version of that that is specific to the social sector and it's the same thing like can you define your flywheel and for us i think in a lot of ways at least one if not two of the key cogs that make us successful that keep our flywheel going and allow us to build momentum fall in your arena Right, because in my mind, the creation of an excellent volunteer experience Mm -hmm. is what really starts our momentum. Mm -hmm. Because that brings in people who then understand and believe in our mission and choose to support our mission. Once they support our mission, we can actually deliver on the promises that we make to the community and delivering on the promises allows us to bring, you know, get more attention for the work that we're doing, 
which allows us to bring more people in as a volunteer. And that to me is our flywheel. Mm -hmm. Right, that's awesome. You know? And so half of it comes out of your side of the shop, which I think is really cool. Thank you. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> now you can play that for friends and family whenever yes. you want like a boost of like confidence. Know, You're like, look like what they said about me. Know said. <laughs> I'm a flywheel. Yeah. I would echo though that our volunteers are the lifeblood of the work that we do and um, our expanded opportunities has only proven that we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. Um, so we'll see more than 50,000 volunteers this year, yeah. which is wow. crazy to wow. see the growth. Man. And loyal volunteers yes. at that. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. almost staff. At yeah, this point. pretty much. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're like, here's your badge. Thank you yeah. for coming. This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community based agencies. Well, and, and I think inviting people into the mission mm -hmm. is how we approach our volunteer experience. Right. Mm -hmm. right. It's not just like, hey, we need this thing moved from here to here. It is you are part of ending hunger in Tampa Bay. You are part of delivering a meal with dignity to an individual who needs it. Mm -hmm. You are part of a solution. And that approach that your team is so careful about cultivating, that you're so good at uh, kind of fomenting that experience for people, you know, that is why you can then move to the next phase, right? That's why you can then convert them into donors. And that's really, to me, the story in a lot of ways of our response in COVID is we had so many people ready to jump on board and ready to buy into our mission because we'd done all that groundwork mm -hmm. because so many people had had some version of an experience with us or knew somebody who did. And, when they were looking around, you know, people who had means, how can I make a difference? I see hunger is a huge issue. They probably knew one of the 50,000 people who had volunteered here or one of the several hundred thousand people who had benefited from our work. And that really enabled all of the response that we've done over the last year. Yeah. Um, I would add on the other side of that equation, one of the things that we've talked about from the volunteer perspective is how many people have joined us um, in the fight against hunger who have previously been in a need of our organization and seeing that kind of full circle from both sides of the equation has mm. been really fun to see yeah. from our team's perspective. And I'm sure for them too, it's really, you know, uh, eye opening, you yeah. know, to go from being in line to helping the line, you right. know, um, probably quite a, quite a learning experience. Yes. Yeah. We had an annual partner, Shannon and I worked on um, together, who had previously um, in the 2008 recession been hit incredibly hard. And so they were one of the first um, $50,000 donor who have now given $150,000 wow. um, because they knew firsthand how the community supported them in their time of need and they wanted to pay that forward. And yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. there's nothing better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so now we gotta we gotta tie this knot together. <laughs> we we heard heard a tiny tiny bit about Ashley. We'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We heard a lot about development and how important it is and the lifeblood of what we do. And we mentioned that this is a very special week. So tie it all together for us, Ashley. Why are you here? I am here today to talk about the Super Bowl. Ooh, Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a historic event coming to Tampa. I mean, I think we all at this point obviously know in our big 
fans of the Bucks being mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. I mean, what an incredible moment for our community. And um, we're seeing that, that here firsthand at Feeding Tampa Bay as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, to continue on the, the conversation we were having just a minute ago, the groundwork that we have laid as an organization has enabled us to just have an incredible opportunity for these two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have been partners with the Bucks for a really long time. Turkey time with the O-line. Right. As <laughs> gigantic mountains of human beings go and hand turkeys and full <laughs> Thanksgiving meals out to people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, all sorts of other things we do alongside the Bucks, but also the NFL. You know, we have other partnerships with them. And, um, you know, I, I think the work that has gone into nurturing those relationships opened up some very, very cool opportunities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So can you share with our listeners what some of the things that are happening now are? Sure. I also want to add to that list the uh, host committee and the sports commission. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Because they were actually, knowing that the Super Super Bowl was coming, um, was just like a key leader in some of those conversations that we had initially. But um, we couldn't be more pleased with just the the awareness around hunger right now. Um, I think as a holistic event, the NFL chose hunger relief, the sports commission chose hunger relief. We're just seeing it everywhere. So I can give an example of where I've seen the NFL come in and do a great job of partnering. Yes. And not just kind of imposing their vision on the community, right? They, um, one of the early conversations we had with the team from the NFL was that they had, they were interested in making an investment in ending hunger in Tampa Bay. And they were very aware of the work that we had done during the pandemic. And they actually brought to us um, the concept of strengthening our meal delivery program. And they, they were well aware that we had evolved our work at Trinity Cafe to include frozen single serve meals that we were bringing into people's homes who had didn't have the ability to go and procure food for themselves or were, you know, homebound or scared because of the pandemic or whatever it was, you know, and, and they said, we want to be part of that. And not only do we want to be part of it, we want to bring our partners in. Mm-hmm. And I know we'll get back to that in a minute because there's some cool stories about the NFL leveraging their relationship and the value of the shield, you know, and their partnerships. Um, but in this case in particular, they were looking to leave a legacy mm-hmm. behind and not just come in for a big game and two weeks of hype and then right. be gone. Mm-hmm. And so this meals program that we're working on with them will last. And you know, they have engaged restaurants, local small businesses here in the Tampa Bay area, not chain restaurants. Um, most of them women or minority owned. Uh, and they said, we would like feeding Tampa Bay to partner with these restaurants and build out that same type of response that you did early in the pandemic and have those restaurants help you by creating meals to go deliver out into the community. So we're going to have 40 plus weeks of thousands of meals that will get Mm -hmm. distributed to needy folks here in Tampa Bay because of an investment the NFL has made in us. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, we've also seen um, the NFL Wives Association, which is actually a local group, um, come to the table for the first time for us, which is an incredible opportunity because they um, host a fashion show alongside the Super Bowl every year. And um, 
they've selected us as a beneficiary for their fashion show, which is now virtual, of course, mm. because the pivot that you know COVID is having us all make. Um, but they've joined us through volunteerism already, and they are already like thinking through what comes after the Super Bowl for them. So to your point, sustainability and the legacy that the um, Super Bowl allows us to really um, hone in on and help create a longer-term plan for our community is just top-notch. And I think that's where the work that the Sports Commission does and the focus that they have on sustainability is super important, right? Because we're talking food waste. How do we eliminate some of those things that might happen um, alongside different events? NFL um, Green. Yes, you know, like so many efforts. initiatives, yeah. Um, which is helping us bring new partners to the conversation or bring in existing partners and deepening those, those efforts. Right. Well, it's a fun story about um, driving our mission forward, too, because we've long talked as an organization about getting into the rescue of prepared mm -hmm. food right and mm -hmm. how challenging that is from a food safety perspective and um, you know just the size and scope of that and the logistics behind it and the first group that I talked to out of everybody from the NFL um, when they started to plan what they were going to do was their office of sustainability and mm -hmm. NFL green and then you know Rhonda and her team have done a fantastic job of building out a plan for food capture and uh, how we're going to reuse that and get that out to other partners and you know all the other green and sustainable efforts that that was the first wave of partnerships with the right. NFL leading into the Super Bowl all sorts of cool things have followed you know and I think uh there are some really cool week of activities and, um, you know, having, uh, being the beneficiary of some direct support from fans of the NFL for a couple of different things. Shannon, you have a, you have a story there I'd love for you to share <laughs> with our listeners. I do. It was pretty touching and exciting. Um, a lot of people responded in such a positive way as the stand up in the stands, of course, because of, of COVID. They're not filling our stadium to capacity. So you could purchase for $100 to have your loved one represented in the stands. And uh, my sister-in-law, my sons lost their dad 10 years ago. It's his 10-year anniversary to cancer at a very young age. And my sister-in-law purchased one of those stand-ups. So John Hannon will be he has the best seat in the house to watch the Bucks in the Super Bowl, but he'll be in the stands watching the game for, with his boys. So um, that was very meaningful. And I know a lot of people really enjoyed that opportunity. And those proceeds come to Feeding Tampa Bay and are going to help provide meals across our 10 counties that we serve. So a lot of people were disappointed when that shut down. So we got a lot of messages. But of course, the NFL has to prepare those stand-ups to get those in the stands. Mm -hmm. And they need the time to do that. So I thought that was a really um, ingenious way to get people involved. And on Super Bowl Sunday, that's going to be a really cool visual for that. all of us mm -hmm. to look at and look for and uh, a really fun way to engage our community further. Yeah. I think the innovation around the and the creativity around how partners are choosing to support is just yeah such a cool part of mm -hmm. this new virtual world that we live in. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it really speaks highly of the NFL that various parts of that organization really wanted to get to know us. Like for yeah. example, the um, volunteer element of our relationship with them, you know, they, as you said, this is, it's part of your world and on the development team, but um, they really came in and gave us the opportunity to create something unique. I'd love for you to share that. Yes. Um, so 
again, in our initial conversation, they really wanted to learn more about our existing needs and volunteerism um, has been a big uh, factor that's been hit because we relied so heavily on corporate groups um, in the past. And so they offered our volunteers for anyone that signed up uh, through February 3rd with the opportunity to win two tickets to the Super Bowl. I mean, like yeah. the hardest The hardest ticket thing to get, to get. Yes. sports. Yes. I mean, every year it's really tough to get mm-hmm. the Super Bowl ticket, but this year with right. the less, yeah. less than a third capacity, yeah. you're talking about scarcity driving. Yeah. yeah. You know. So two of our volunteers are going to be sitting at the Super Bowl. Which is amazing. Wearing I, FTB shirts. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully pewter and red F- FTB shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to think of something clever. Yeah, we need to do something with that. So. And I, we have time. I read the rules very, 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 very carefully, and there is absolutely no loophole for me to get those tickets. Uh, yeah, yeah. Being, we're being out. We're definitely yeah. out. I read them as well. So. I, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> Although we encourage you to volunteer anytime. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's right. That's where the copier comes into play. Color copy. Right. All my my neighbors are all signed up for volunteer shifts sometime, and you know, and extended family members come in to volunteer. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's it was a neat way for us to reach out to folks and say, hey, this is something you should be yeah. doing anyway. But right, it's a good opportunity for us to you know. learn new people and for them to know us, mm-hmm. and um, and that was offered to all ten counties that we serve as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah and to go back to the conversation about our flywheel, right? They're yes, helping exactly us. Right. Yeah at that really important inflection point, the entryway. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks so highly of the NFL. You know, um, we are, as we mentioned earlier, we already had relationships with the Bucks. Um, and in particular, one of our favorite Bucks, the newest Buck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, the newest of the Bucks. As, yes. uh, as Thomas refers to him, my good friend, Tom Brady. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, who, yeah, who know, even... Uh, Helped yeah. us out before we even moved here. Mm. Yeah, tell yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about that. Well, that was an interesting um, reach that we got. Um, I got an email um, from a PR firm that said that one of their clients was interested in helping us out. So, of course, immediately I'm like, okay. So I Googled <laughs> the PR firm. So um, the comms team, development and marketing team, we all work very closely together. So I was like, okay, guys. These are our three choices, and I'm really feeling it. This it's this one. So um, yeah, Tom Brady and Giselle, his beautiful wife, uh, donated a substantial amount the week before he even moved to Tampa Bay. So, you know, having hunger at the forefront of his family, and for him to give to us so willingly, and then after he moved here, he even donated a substantial amount to Feeding America. Um, so it's very important to him, and along with other Buccaneers, yeah. we you yeah. know. Leadership is really important here at Feeding Tampa Bay, and um, but it is a trickle down. It is a team, um, so it starts at the top, and we need that entire team, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we're really proud of Tom Brady and having him here in Tampa Bay, but we're also equally proud of that entire team, the coaching staff, and uh, even those in the office, and down to the who answers the phone because it takes that entire team to succeed, and we're really pulling for our bucks for sure. Every single Absolutely. one of them. Mm-hmm. Go Bucks! Yeah. <laughs> I know. Win the Super Bowl. I know. We're really thankful for all of them, and 
I've done a few interviews, and I, I, it kind of makes me feel for that everything is on Tom Brady, and as a lot of it should be. He's a <laughs> historical person in football already, and we keep using that word historical, yeah. but that is what this week is all about. But it is really, it takes everybody. Yeah, and we know that here. It takes right. every single person mm-hmm. to make things work properly. And I know we won't name them all, but specifically, I know Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy made a big contribution. We know the folks running, at every level yeah, have folks, donated from the Buccaneers organization. And we're so thankful for them and the Glazer Family Foundation that has supported us all throughout the pandemic. That's right. We actually even used their Vision Foundation bus as yeah, a uh, you know as a way to give our volunteers some relief during those hot summer months. We okay. So I'm not going to lie and our team because when I was cooking (laughs) on that pavement and could go in and have some nice water water. and a little little air conditioning, Mm -hmm. I was very thankful. Me too. Yes. (laughs) Right. Particularly well, at the Manatee Mega Pantry. Oh, yes. yeah. That was just <laughs> wide open spaces, yes. lots of asphalt. That's a whole nother Florida yes, heat in Manatee <laughs> County. God bless you all. <laughs> and, and the great thing about it is that I think it's it, it was the start of a long-term relationship yeah. because the, the Glacier Vision Foundation, their goal is to make sure that kids who have eyesight issues get the support they need yes. and get glasses. And so now we know... Uh, you know, we have a relationship with somebody there. And so we will be utilizing them. We'll be bringing them to our community empowerment centers. We'll be bringing them yes. alongside our school pantries and all sorts of other things where that, you know, uh, again, it's a win-win, right? That's what we were talking about earlier, how right. their foundation has some goals, what they'd like to do, what they'd like to see for our community. And we do too. And we can align really nicely. And it all happened because we are, out there you guys are doing a fantastic job of building partnerships Mm -hmm. and what you know asking the question what can you bring to the table Mm -hmm. and and they brought an rv and then we weren't sure what to do with it and then we figured it out right and And then it became our saving grace absolutely (laughs) absolutely florida blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health in partnership with feeding tampa bay their collective goal is a hunger-free tampa bay by 2025 How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. So, one thing that we cannot avoid talking about on this podcast is food. Mm -hmm. We love talking about food. Everybody loves a good Super Bowl party. It'll be a little bit different this year. But Ashley, when you uh, when you throw the Super Bowl party, what are your what are your go to foods at your house? I would like to say that I um, don't host a Super Bowl party, but <laughs> when I go to other homes for the Super Bowl, um, I think every good party needs some chips and salsa mm-hmm. and some spicy guacamole. Ooh, spicy mm. guacamole! I just threw that in there specifically because I am trying to work on my own recipe, but I'm not there yet. Is it red pepper flakes? How do you add the spice? What do you do? Uh, no, cayenne and jalapeno. Oh, okay. Wow. Ooh, I, think. Oh. I like a little cayenne. <laughs> yes. And and on the salsa side, my wife swears by. We even talked about this with Brian West when he was with us the Publix Deli Salsa. Mm. Like, just yeah. save yourself some time. It's done by the professionals. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is. Publix Deli Salsa is the best. That's good to right. know. Yeah. And then you Shout add your own Publix. shush. <laughs> you add your own That's right. Cayenne. My husband is a personal like chef in the making in his own oh, mind not wow. literally but um we do not this hasn't know. brought any income into you like, i don't think time. he wants that actual responsibility but he likes <laughs> cooking for himself mm-hmm. and we do not allow store-bought salsa well 
only fresh ingredients, fresh tomatoes. I know. Ooh, That's okay. awesome. It is really cool yeah. as an eater. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. To benefit from that. Right. It's, well, we have a, oh, my family has a salsa recipe that's really, really good. And, um, we made that a couple times, but you make it in really big batches, and it's you know it's a little bit of it's effort. It's really actually easy hmm. when you know it looks easy when someone else is making it. I, <laughs> yeah. I, do, it. <laughs> I do. I I do it at home. I like my my family likes mango salsa, so oh, I add okay. mango. That does sound a little good. fresh. Yeah, fresh mango salsa with what peppers do you use? Just out of curiosity, jalapeno. That's where it's at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little add a little serrano peppers. Yeah, see that's where definitely I go. a splash of cayenne pepper. I go with the serrano, like the little sweetness. Yeah, to it. I love the serrano peppers. They surprise you sometimes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they can be hot. It's like whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they they sneak up on you, but you know if you don't get every one of those seeds. Sometimes <laughs> you might. Uh, I have to add a little a little, a little uh, home gating plug. Mm, actually, nice. yes. clever. Yes. We do. So Thursday evening which is tomorrow. You guys have to go to Instagram, Instagram Live at 7.30 with Andrew Zimmern. Thomas oh. Mance is actually going to be on live. They're going to be telling you how to home gate. So you're... So dry you, hamburgers? No, he's not cooking. Okay. Andrew Zimmern's doing the cooking. Thomas is going to talk all about feeding Tampa Bay because we are the host Um food bank and the host team and there's going to be a couple other food banks because andrew um is partnering uh with a food company and providing five thousand pounds of salmon to the tampa bay area that we will be distributing so it's going to be a great time again thursday 7 30 p.m on instagram live with andrew zimmern so look him up check it out home gating ideas um and Thomas Mance will be on there. So that's some quick ideas for Sunday. Not going to lie. They're going to be cool. Right. So <laughs> they, and if you like salmon and you don't find those 5,000 pounds that are being donated, <laughs> got to do a little shout out to Sprouts. They have a bourbon glazed salmon that is Ooh. just. Yeah. Yeah. That's where yeah. it's at. They'll it's have some recipes tomorrow on Instagram though. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yep. 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 All right, Ashley. You have done a very, very good job of avoiding all personal conversation at this point. <laughs> yeah, so get but ready. Shannon, Shannon does not allow that on us. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you before feeding Tampa Bay, before you came here. Tell us. <laughs> Just start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so before I came to feeding Tampa Bay, uh, I would say I was a workaholic turned traveler. Um, and so that's actually what led to my consulting coming here um, is I had or chose, I guess, the opportunity to leave my work place and my comfort space on a one-way ticket to London and Ooh. just figuring out my journey and my avenue um, with the idea actually where we started this conversation to better understand how the world deals with the issues that I was seeing here. Mm. Um, And I thought I could network my way to figuring that out um, with some of the connections that I had made um, and learning how other people do things, um, which was super, super helpful. I ended that that journey um, in Rwanda in Africa. Wow. It was a life-changing experience to say the least, Um, but it's really helped, I think, ground my experience and what led me here. Wow. That is not a straight road. No, no, yeah, but that's no. how interesting and yeah. wonderful. So we always ask very standard questions, but because of what you just said, so in your journeys, in your travels, what was your favorite dish that comes to mind 
that you got to experience? That's an easy one. Thank you for the question. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, my favorite dish was something that I actually learned how to make um, in Kigali. And I think it was probably less the actual food, but more of the experience. Um, just due to where I was living, there wasn't access to technology and stoves and right, like all the things that we're used to here. And so I had to learn how to make of what we called a fire pot. So I had to make the fire, I had to prepare the uh, fresh ingredients, um, but it was really a combination of veggies that I ate most days. So potatoes, tomatoes, um, it ended up being kind of like a mashed dish, but it was delightful and it took hours to make. And wow. It was just a very, we talk all the time at Feeding Tampa Bay about food as an experience, right? Not just mm -hmm. the meal. And I think that is where I learned that um, firsthand. Wow. wow. Very cool. Was there a name for it? You said the loca the place was Kigali or Kigali the in the Rwanda. What was the food? Was there a name to the food? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> I, so it, it, was, it was what was dinner. it? So it, yeah. much like you'll go the uh, people will experience our food lines. It was what was available to you, and it was a pot mm -hmm. that it was what was available, and you put it all together, and that was the flavor experience, and it was delicious, and it was your favorite. Yes. So it was very humbling, and you made use of what you had and yes that yes. is so, amazing so now in your uh newlywed abode here <laughs> in tampa bay do you make that same meal uh not regularly i actually used to make it all the time um my husband is less of a put everything in one pot <laughs> type of person and <laughs> uh, we are more of a bento box family where everything oh. has its I, I totally get that. My uh, my father-in-law was one of those who would buy the like oversized version of the children's plate so mm. you could separate everything. Wow. Yeah. And, and at least one of my boys has very much inherited that to where like if some of the sauce on one thing gets on something mm -hmm. else, he will very carefully set that aside <laughs> and that will oh, stay wow. on his plate and he will not eat it. Interesting. Oh, wow. I mean, good for him for sticking to his belief system, but yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes saucy dishes interesting. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I am a KFC, like, bowl. Yeah, yeah right. I was going to say, I love a good bowl. Yeah, like the, like the bricks, right? Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, they have the best There's bowls. so many. Yeah. Um, well, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing with us and for all your hard work and what you bring to the team. Um, I personally have learned a lot from you and to respect data. <laughs> Thank and you. How yes. <laughs> and how important that is and really how helpful it is for all of us to do our job at the highest level. So thank you. Thank you for having and me. for all that you do. Go Bucks. Yes. Go Bucks. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay. Thank you.